Would you turn with me to the Roman letter of the Apostle Paul? <coughs> Chapter 8. We will read once again these verses. <coughs> From verse 28. And we know that to them that love God, all things work together for good, even to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also foreordained to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he foreordained, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. 二十八节，我们晓得万事都互相效力，叫爱神的人得益处，就是按他旨意被招的人，因为他预先所知道的人，就预先定下效法他儿子的模样，使他儿子在许多弟兄中做长子。预先所定下的人，又招他们来。所招来的人又称他们为义，所称为义的人又叫他们的荣耀。Hey, now if you will turn to the first letter of the Apostle John， 格林呃约翰一书 ，and chapter three， 第三章 ，from verse one， 第一节 ，Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God。And such we are. For this cause the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we children of God, and it is not yet made manifest what we shall be. We know that if he shall be manifested, we shall be like him, for we shall see him, even as he is. 约翰一书三章第一节到第三节，你看父赐给我们是何等的慈爱，使我们得称为神的儿女，我们也真是他的儿女。世人所不认识我们，因因为因未曾认识他。亲爱的弟兄啊，我们现在是神的儿女，将来如何还未显明。但我们知道主若显现，我们必要向他，因为必得见他的。Then, if you will turn with me to the, the Gospel of Mark, Mark's Gospel, Mark, and chapter eight, and I will read from verse thirty-one. And Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. And be killed, and after three days rise again. And he spake the saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But he, turning about and seeing his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, "Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou mindest not the things of God, but the things of men." And he called unto him the multitude with his disciples. 
and said unto them, If any man would follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever would save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's shall save it. Mark 八丈上他们说若有人要跟从我，就当舍己，背起他的十字架来跟从我，因为凡要救自己生命的，必要丧掉生命；凡为我和福音丧掉生命的，必救了生命。Should we have another word of prayer, please?让我们一起有点祷告。Beloved Lord, we thank you that we're found here gathered in your name.亲爱的天父，我们何等感谢你，我们能够奉你的名聚集。and we praise you, Lord, that you've made provision for us. You have not left us, Lord, to our own natural energy or talents or gifts. Lord, you have provided for us an anointing. And into that anointing that you so Dearly one for us. We stand now by faith. For both the speaking of your word, the translating of your word, and the hearing of it. Lord, touch our hearts. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Not just to our heads, but to our hearts. Meet us this day, we pray. And we shall be careful to give you all the thanksgiving and praise of our hearts. We ask this in the name of our Messiah, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm sure everybody knows that the theme of this conference is taken from that uh, verse 29 of Romans 8, conformed to the image of his son. And my responsibility has been the little phrase we read in 1 John 3 and verse 2, uh, verse 3, we shall be like him. The purpose of God 
is very simple. It is that every child of God should be changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus. There are no exceptions. His predestinating purpose is to conform us to the image of His Son. But we have to face reality. Few of us are like the Lord Jesus. We still bear all the marks of, of, of Adam. Even though we're born of God. Even though we're saved by the grace of God. Even though the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Still there is in all our lives an area that is not at all like the Lord Jesus. And yet, when we face this reality, we have also to face the simple fact that the purpose of God is to change us into the likeness of the Lord Jesus. We have to face the reality of what we are in ourselves, that is. And we have to face it not with depression, but with faith and obedience. The God has made glorious and all-powerful provision for every child of His. All the grace and all the power of God is available to every child of God. All that you need to overcome every problem, every insoluble circumstance in your life. He has foreseen and made provision. We are without excuse. The grace is there. The power is there. It is the Holy Spirit Himself who has been given to us. To make the Lord Jesus a living reality in our lives. And to change us into His likeness. The Lord Jesus in memorable words said, I will not leave you orphan. I come unto you. And he spoke 
of the Holy Spirit. The one alongside. The advocate. The helper. I don't really like that term helper. It devalues the person of the Holy Spirit. As if he is some little helper that gets behind us and pushes us forward. I like advocate. You have a lawyer because he's supposed to know everything. You can ask an advocate all kinds of questions. And he ought to give you the answers. And that is precisely the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Never speaking of himself. Always revealing the Lord Jesus. Always taking the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden in the Lord Jesus and making them real to us when we need them. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I find it amazing that when the Apostle Paul speaks of our being changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus, he prefaces this glorious statement with these words. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And he ends it with this word. As from the Lord, the Spirit. The Holy Spirit so rarely draws attention to Himself. But when it comes to our being changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus, he underlines this one simple fact. Without the Holy Spirit, there can be no transformation. You can study your Bible. You can become a biblical encyclopedia. You can be correct in your doctrine. But you will remain just where you are. Lots of knowledge. And no transformation. But when the Lord, the Spirit is there. When He is in charge. When He is obeyed. When His ministry is understood. Then he will make the Lord Jesus a living reality in the life of that child of God. He will change them from a sinner into a saint. 
He will change them into the very likeness of the Lord Jesus. What was once ugliness becomes beauty. What was once pride becomes humility. What was once impatience becomes endurance. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. If you quench the Holy Spirit, you are finished. If you grieve the Holy Spirit, His work in you is paralyzed. So important is this matter. How are we to be like Him? Only as we behold Him. With unveiled face. We behold Him with unveiled face. We are changed. Mark it. We are changed from glory to glory as from the Lord, the Spirit. We still remain earthen vessels. Some of us more earthen than others. Clay pots. Some cracked. But clay pots. But into that earthen vessel God has poured eternal treasure. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. No less, no more. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. He has always been the supervisor. Always been the manager. When the world was empty and void, he was the one who hovered over the waters. It was the Holy Spirit who supervised the whole creation. Who brought light out of darkness. It was the Holy Spirit who came upon Mary. A young girl. And Jesus was conceived. By the Holy Spirit, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Holy Spirit 
It was the Holy Spirit who came on the day of Pentecost. And created the body of the Lord Jesus. Took 120 poor, ordinary, and for us unnamed people. And joined them to the head in heaven. So that head and body became one living organism. It was the Holy Spirit who did it. He was the supervisor. He was the manager. That living, heavenly organism turned the known world upside down. In the He turned the Jewish world upside down. He turned the Greek world upside down. He turned the Roman world upside down. He turned the barbarian world upside down. Wherever it remained true to the principles of its birth. It turned the world upside down. Till man got his clammy hands on it. And it became like any other earthly organization. But then it was the Holy Spirit who again and again in the history of the church took the initiative. And once again brought people into a living relationship with the head at the right hand of God. Whether it was the Priscillianists or the Waldenses, or whether it was the Reformation, or the Anabaptists, or the Quakers, or the first great evangelical awakening, and coming right down to our own day, every move of the Holy Spirit, it was to bring men and women saved by the grace of God back into relationship with the head at the right hand of God. Dear brothers, dear sisters, I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit is the supervisor and the manager. He rarely speaks of himself. 
He rarely draws attention to himself. His whole ministry is centered in the Lord Jesus. But you cannot do without him. You cannot ignore him. You cannot grieve him. You cannot quench him. If you do, on every level, whether it is the work of the Lord, whether it is the church of the Lord, whether it is family life, whether it is your business life, or whether it is your personal life, it is paralyzed. The whole work of the Holy Spirit stops. The fire is gone. The power has gone. The livingness has gone. And we are left a collection of religious people. This matter of being made like him is essential. Man was created, as the book says, in the image and likeness of God. You had that in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. When man fell, he became something other than what was intended. Do you remember the story? Do you remember there were two trees in the garden? I don't know what's wrong with Christians, but they're always wondering what the tree was. Was it an apple tree? Was it an orange tree? Was it a mango? What does it matter? It wasn't the tree. It was the Obedience or disobedience. That was the issue. God could have taken a rose bush and said, You are not to pick those roses. In the day you pick those roses, you will surely die. It doesn't matter what the tree was. But trees in the Bible, as you know, there is tremendous symbolism in the Bible. Trees speak of man. Of men. Human being. There was the tree of life. The Lord never said you shall not eat of that. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That is, you have two kinds 
of human constitution. The first is centered in the life of God. Eternal life. Let me put it another way. It is a human being as God intended. God conscious. God centered. And God dependent. Let me put it another way. Christ conscious. Christ centered. Christ dependent. The other tree represents another kind of human being. Self-conscious, self-centered, self-dependent. Adam and Eve chose the second. They took of the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the moment that they took that fruit, their constitution changed. Read it in Genesis chapter 3. They suddenly became aware they were naked. They became self-conscious for the first time. And they hid from God. Secondly, they became self-dependent. They took leaves and sewed them together. Made some kind of girdle, some kind of uh, breeches. <laughs> they did not wait for God's answer. He slew a lamb. They used the leaves. And when the Lord said, What have you done? Adam immediately said, It wasn't me, it's the woman you gave me. Self centeredness. If anyone's going to get judged, judge her, Lord. She got me into this mess. And immediately Eve said, It wasn't me. It was the serpent you created. He beguiled me. They were all self-centered. In this amazing book of symbolism, typology, we have the whole story of mankind. Satan had said something so real. 
You shall not surely die. In the day that you eat thereof, you will be as God. Or let me put it another way. You shall be gods. That is the whole of human history. From Cain to the present day. I, I at the heart of everything. Human genius. Human energy. Human power. You should be as gods. You won't need the Lord. You will be yourself a little God. Self-contained. I'm almost tempted to stay here for a little while, but I mustn't. We must go on. All of human history stems from this being other than what God intended us to be. So you can conquer the woman to be no egos and do It's all there. It's Babel. In Hebrew Babel is the Hebrew for Babylon. 这个巴别塔的巴别，这希伯来话就是巴比伦。Babel means confusion. 这个意思原文就是啊，这个复杂。What was so crystal clear to man? 人认为很清楚。God called it confusion. 但是神说这是混杂。And when they began to build that tower. To make themselves a name. Corporate self-centeredness. Corporate consciousness. Corporate dependence. We will build a city. We will build a tower that will reach to heaven. We will bring a golden era to mankind. A golden millennium. Of peace. Of equality. Of brotherhood. And thus, you have the history of this world. Every time... I see Muslim militants decapitating men, innocent men, on television. Every time I hear of a pedophile murdering some innocent baby child, I think of what happened in the garden. Sometimes I 
Here we are, six thousand years later. And still we are the same. We can be no other. It is this constitution. This human constitution. You understand? Yet God made us in His image. 但是不要忘了，神是按原初是造他的形象与暗示，按样式造。His likeness. Think of it. 好好想一想。That image of the Lord, that likeness of the Lord, has been horribly defaced. 那个原初神造人的形象与样式被完全去扭了。In its place has become avarice and greed, power and unbridled ambition. 取代的是无止境的贪心，呃，无止境的呃这个骄傲，这些丑恶的人性。It is, it is in fact, man-fallen mankind. 这整个我们可以就是说。We will make ourselves a name. We want to make ourselves It comes down to the personal. I will make myself a name. I find it incredible. That the European Parliament has built a building that is After the Dutch painter Peter Bruegel, can you translate? This is too much. Uh, this, I, you, if you pay attention, the German painter painted a painting. And the European Parliament commissioned someone to build the Parliament building after the Tower of Babel. 那当时这个欧盟总部呢，就授权给这一个建筑师，按照那个图画盖一个他们的总部。Babel， 巴比伦，巴比塔。It's still with us. Now we have globalization. Now we've come full circle. The whole world is a global village. Now we have a great new power arising in Europe. It is the fourth kingdom of Daniel. It is a renewed, revived, recreated. Fourth kingdom. This is the fourth kingdom. And just so that I can get it clear over to you, if it means anything, in front of the European Commission, who answers to no parliament. This, this, 
of a huge bull. Oh, 有这个房子的前面有一个很大的塑像，就是一个牛。And on the bull is a woman. 在这个牛的上面坐了一个女人。It is the old legend of Europa. 那那个整个的像是呃古时候的这个欧洲的一个代表。It's based on a legend. 它是根据一个故事。That Jupiter. 就是 Zeus. 这个宙斯，宙斯这个这个神 became a bull. 他变成这个大大的牛。In order to deceive a woman. 然后来骗这个女人。He lusted after her. 因为他喜喜欢这个女人。And he offered her a ride. 他就给她一个，在她在她身上。And she took the ride. 那这个女人就骑在这个。And then he transformed himself back to what he was and raped her. 然后这个牛就变成了原来的本来的这宙斯，然后他就。Can you believe that that statue is in front of the European Commission? So, now that statue is not just Babel. It is in the book of Revelation. A woman rides on the back of the beast. 那是启示录第十三章十四章讲到一个女人骑在一个野兽的身上。Something terrible is happening. 现在这个可怕的事正在发生。And most of God's people are asleep. 而神的百姓正在睡觉。They have no idea what is happening. 对正在进行的事情毫无概念。It is not flesh and blood. 这件事不是出于血气。It is not a human conspiracy. 不是人自己的花招， it is 是魔鬼的诡计。He is going to produce the antichrist. 他要把这个敌基督做出来。Now, dear brothers, come back to what I should be saying. 言归正传。A terrible and a fearful change took place in Adam and Eve. 在亚当夏娃当时发生了可怕的事。They chose a constitution that was to be the curse of human history. 他们两个人选择了一个选择，是成为整个人类历史的咒诅。The Lord said, "In the day that you eat thereof, you will surely die." 神告诉他们，你们吃的日子必定死。What did he mean? They lived a long, long life. 实际上，他们长命。They did die. 然后才死。But they lived a long, long life. 可是他们非常长命。Much longer than anyone here or some old ones here. 比我们在座任何一个人都长。Much, much longer. 很长命。What did the Lord mean? 但是神说这句话什么意思 ？He meant. That something within their human constitution was divorced from God. 神的意思乃是说，在人的里面的最深处，跟神的关系断了。The spirit which alone could contain the Lord had died. 他们人最深的叫做灵，这个灵的功能死了。No meaning that it was. Exterminated. This sickness was not eliminated, but it was lifeless. 
而是失去功能呢，就好像你把个灯泡从那个灯座移开了，不亮了。能力不进来了，所有人都变成了死人。因为这个灯泡不在灯座上，它的能力不进来了。所有人都变成了死人。因为这个灯泡不在灯座上，
在我们还没有能够被圣灵带磨成神儿子形象之前 ，we have to surrender the defaced image we've been born with。我们要把我们所有从旧造来的一切放弃。Do you understand what I'm trying to say？ 我要讲的点懂吗 ？Does it dawn on you？ 有没有在你里面好像曙光照亮 ？It doesn't matter how many people are in this room。今天不管在座有多少人 ，There is an I life to every one of us。我们每一个人都有一个我的生命 ，And that is our problem。这就是我们的根本问题。我认为，我知道 ，I feel， 我觉得 ，I want， 我要 ，I shall have， 我一定要 ，I， 都是我 ，I first，I last。第一也是我，最后也是我。Give me，give me，give me。我要，我要，我要。Let me have it。我要。I only came to these meetings because I want some fullness in my life。我来这个聚会就是因为我觉得我需要是灵性充满。I want to be something。我要做一个某了不起的人。I, I, I want to get to know my Bible so I can lecture others。我要学习圣经，我可以对人家讲道。哎，我哎 first 都是以我为第我也是最后。Just wait。等一等。This is not Christ。这不是基督。This is the old man. 搞了半天还是救我。No wonder you have a civil war in your life. 所以你自己在那边打打自自己有争斗。No wonder it rages backwards and forwards. 所以晃来又晃去。It's obvious. It's explicable. 这个问题很清楚。When I sometimes go into some assemblies, it's a civil war. 有的时候我到一些聚会的教会里面，你可以看到他们在打内战。Unbelievable. 不能想象。They're supposed to be the new man. 这些人都应该新的创造。But they're very much the old man. 但是看来看去都是老老家伙。I, I, I, and I. 都是我，我，我，我。I don't have my needs met here. 我在这里得不到我的需要。Funny thing is, they go off somewhere else to get the needs met, and in the end, they discover that their needs are not met there either. 可是有一天他离开到另外一个地方去，搞了半天，他还是没有使他的得到满足。In the end, it is only in the Lord Jesus that your need will ever be met. 我们真正的需要只有在基督里才能够得到满足。But brother, but sister, 亲爱的弟兄姊妹 ，Dear family of God, 跟神的家园。There is a price to pay. 有一个代价你要出的。What is the price? 什么是这个代价呢 ？Listen to me. 注意听。This is not to do with your salvation. 这个跟你的救恩不发生直接的关系。This is to do with your being changed into His likeness. 这个是跟你能不能够。磨成神儿子的形象有绝对的关系。Your salvation is a free gift. 你的救恩是神白白的恩典。You can do nothing toward it. 你不能加一点什么，减一点什么。It has all been paid for. 这个恩典，神老早就付清了他的代价。The Lord Jesus saved you. 是基督拯救你。And you could add nothing to it. 你没有办法加一点什么。And if you think it was you coming to the Lord, let me tell you that there's a whole prehistory before you ever found the Lord. 如果你认为是你来到基督面前，我要告诉你，在你还没有来基督之前，神不知道做了多少的事为你。Someone loved you. 
有一人爱你。From the beginning. 从太初。Now let me come back to this. 现在我要拉回来。There is a price. 我们要出一个代价。What is the price? 什么是这个代价 ？Your self-love. 就是对你的己生命。Whosoever would seek to save his life, and in the Greek the word suke means soul or self-love. If you want to understand it best. 若有人要救自己的魂生命，或者己生命这个字。Whoever would preserve his self-love. 你想要保留你自己的自己生命？ Oh, you want to be saved. 要得救。You want to get to heaven. 你要上天堂。You want the Lord to clear up your message. 你要把你要求神把你所有的问题解决。You want the Lord to meet your need. 你要神满足你的需要。You want everything the Lord has. 要一切为我。But not at the price of my self-love. 但是我不愿意呃出舍己这个代价。I want The Lord to be a kind of cosmetician, doing me up. 我们希望神做我们的化妆师，给我们打扮打扮 ，making me more pleasant. 化妆的，嗯，看起来顺眼。I still want to be I. 我还是我的样子。I want to be in charge. 我做老板。I don't want anyone else in charge. 嗯，别人管不了我。I'm going to be in charge. 我是做老板的。There's a price. Whoever seeks to preserve his self-life shall lose it. And whoever loses his self-life for my sake and the gospel shall save it. 但是如果有人为福音为主。丧失他的魂生命、己生命，他就得着生命。Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus. 注意听主的话。If any man would follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow. 若有人要跟从我，就当舍己，背起自己的十字架。来跟从我 ，Pretty stark, isn't it? 这是何等的艰难呢 ？It is very interesting that when the Lord Jesus said this, 主说这句话的时候 ，It was the first time he talked about his death and burial and resurrection. 乃是他讲到他自己的受苦、受死、的生复复活 ，the supreme work of his life. 就是他整个工作的中心。And Peter tried to stop him. 彼得马上跳起来要拦住他。Oh, the motive was good. 他的动机当然是出于好意。Maybe Peter had his eye on some kind of position in the kingdom. 彼得可能在想他在国度中的地位。We can't have you dying, Lord. We'll we'll stop that. 主啊，你千万不能死啊！ We've got a vested interest in what you're going to do. 我们在你的身上已经投资很大了。And Jesus turned to him and said, "Get behind me, Satan." 但是没有想到主说，退到我后面去吧，撒旦。Some of you may have heard me say this before, but it's worth saying again. 
If I were to say to you, get behind me, Satan, looking right into your eyes, you would be horrified. You would go to Ted Ping and you would say, don't have that man back again. And if Ted didn't listen to you, you'd go to Bubba Stephen. And you would say, I have never been so insulted in all my life. He looked straight into my eyes and said, Get behind me, Satan. I'm not Satan. If you'd only said, Satan is troubling you. That would have been acceptable. If you'd said, you are thinking negative thoughts. That would have been even more acceptable. But to look into my eyes and say, get behind me, Satan. I'm not Satan. I'm the first of the apostles. He told me that I have the keys of the kingdom. I can't be Satan. What was the Lord Jesus meaning? Listen, look at the context. Then Jesus called the great multitude together. With the disciples. As if this was the heart of the gospel. Meaning you can be saved and still have a self-life. But you cannot follow him and have a self-life. There is no way you can follow the Lord Jesus. You can only grow in knowledge. Academic knowledge. To follow the Lord Jesus. He said, if any man follow me, let him deny himself. And I think it's best understood like this. Let man follow me. Let him give up all right to himself. That's the heart of the matter. My right. My self right. We live in an age of rights. Babies' rights, the unborn rights, women's rights, trees' rights, bushes' rights, animal rights, everything's rights. Rights. Jesus said, if you would be a follower of me, no rights. A hired servant has rights. A bond slave has no rights. Here 
is the cost of being a disciple. You can be a convert. But are you a disciple? Well, we must close. But isn't this tremendous what the Lord Jesus said? How interesting it is in Ephesians 4, um, in the passage from which our brother Christian spoke last night, that in the verse 22, 22, that ye put away as concerning your former manner of life, the old man. Waxes corrupt after the lusts of deceit, and that ye be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And put on the new man. I think this putting off of the old man and putting on of the new man is to be explained very simply. It is a question of lordship. If Jesus is Lord, you are putting off the old man. And you are putting on the new man. And you are being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Something is happening. Now you may not always feel something is happening. But something is happening. Sometimes people come to me and say, almost weeping, Oh, I feel I'm nowhere. But we who know them can see a great change taking place. The nearer you get to the Lord, the more hopeless you feel you are. It's almost as if the Lord uses this to sort of give us the energy to go on and on and on with Him. So Who then is boss in your life? Let me ask it again. Who then is boss in your life? Are you? If you pursue that, you will discover a poison within yourself. It will destroy you. It will paralyze the work of the Holy Spirit, changing you into His likeness. When you receive your self-life back under new management, your soul, your will, 
your reasoning power, your emotions. When you receive them back under a new boss, under the Lordship of Jesus, it is a tremendous thing. The Apostle Peter makes a declaration, a, a statement in his first letter, which is very interesting. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Set Him apart as Lord in your life. Who is boss in your life? Set the Messiah. Aside as Lord in your life. If you do, you will discover the truth that is contained in another amazing scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. The word of God is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit. This spiritual laser surgery, Divides spirit from soul. Can be painful. But it is absolutely necessary. Otherwise, you always think that your will is the will of the Lord. That your voice is the voice of the Lord. Actually, it is not his voice, but the voice of your soul. Now, dear brothers and sisters, we must end. But the cross removes, the Holy Spirit produces life and power. 当你付这个代价的时候，你需要的能力是圣灵赋予给我们的。Note that little phrase, even as from the Lord, the Spirit.我们刚刚读的哥林多书里面告诉我们，好像是主主主的灵所变成的。Let me come back to what I said at the beginning.让我回到我开始的点点。the Holy Spirit is the supervisor and the manager of your being transformed into the image of His Son. Now, 
，圣灵是整个工程的监管人与经理。He wants the keys of your life. 他在你身上所要求的就是所有的钥匙。Keys represent authority. 钥匙代表权柄。He wants the keys of your life. 他要你生命中的钥匙。Even as from the Lord the Spirit, 好像从主的灵变成。How can He be Lord? 他怎么样成为我们的主 ？If you retain the keys, 钥匙却在你的手里。How can He be Lord if you are the boss? 他怎么能做主？如果你自己却当老板 ？No way. 没办法。A new man. A new creation, leading to all things new. This new person, new creation, has everything renewed. The process is now. This whole process is now. And we don't have so much. 而现在我们都知道时间不多了。Things are now moving so fast that unless we have real dealings with the Lord, we shall be overtaken by the events. 今天在我们周遭的事物所发生的脚步非常的快。如果我们现在不抓紧时间来面对我们的主，我们有一天会。Let's be quiet for one moment. 让我们大家安静在主的面前。Now in this quietness, 在我们安静的时候 ，don't just be vacant. 我们不要脑筋空白。Think. 让我们好好的想。Who is my 谁是我的主人 ？Who has the keys of my life? 谁掌握我生命中的钥匙 ？Dear Lord， 亲爱的主 ，Help us to surrender that defaced image. 帮助我们把那一个虚扭的那个人性放弃。Put off the old man with all his doings. 所有的旧人，让我们脱下来。Help us to give you the keys of our life. 帮助我们把我们生命中所有的钥匙都转给你。Help us, Lord. 主啊，帮助我们。Have mercy upon us. 怜悯我们。Our worldliness. 我们的。Our lukewarmness. The many issues in our lives that we have not allowed you to deal with. Lord, take this word and Lord make it so real in us that we cannot escape it. 
让我们真的像基督，Change be free to do your own work. 主啊, we ask it in the name of our Messiah, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.